0: Good morning, uh, Breakfast with the Broker. Guess what, we got three today. Um, we are practicing our social distancing uh, every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Today we're on at 8 a.m. Really early. Um, you know, listen, uh, times are a, a, a little crazy. Uh, we, we had the Craig Stelzer with Cross Country Mortgage on last week and we had one of our most amount of view, actually it was our most amount of views that we've ever had on Breakfast with the Broker with 6,700 views. And you know, I was trying to think, and we were discussing, like, why was that? And really, why was that? It was because people were really interested in how the interest rates were fluctuating, what the Fed uh, effect, on, you know, or what uh, the coronavirus um, effect on interest rates and such. And you know what? Um, I decided to bring on uh, a wonderful guest, Alex Platt with Compass. And uh, he's a leading real estate professional down here in South Florida. And uh, he's a wealth of knowledge Young guy, he you know, loves technology, and uh, I appreciate him coming on as well. Thanks so, for the absolutely. So let's start this. This is a uh, this is a different thing, you know. We're, we can't even hug each other. There's yeah. no like, uh, you know. It's it's funny because inherently, like people want to like, you know, listen. there wants some physical interaction, and and we're we're forced to kind of push ourselves away. Um, you know, Alex. How has this affected you and and, and the family and, and, and all of us? So I have a, a baby on the way, so
1: we've been taking extra special uh, precautions to do social distancing. Um, but outside of like my personal life and in the family, uh, it's different, it's slowed down a little bit with, with buyers and sellers. Some sellers have been extra uh, cautious by not wanting people to come into their home, and some have been cautious and curious why some people haven't been scheduling showings on their home, so I, we've seen um, a little bit of change on both sides of the, the
0: spectrum when it comes to just like the day-to-day activities. Sure. And Craig, how has it affected your, your house? Because, you know, we're all, you know, people look at us and we're real estate professionals, we're mortgage professionals, we're out there in the market in South Florida, and, you know, we're doing our thing. But, you know, we have families. Sure. You know, we're, we feel the same thing that consumers feel, buyers and sellers feel sure. the same, you know, um, anxiety and such. How has it affected your family?
2: Um, We're all on edge, you know, everyone at home is being extra cautious, Um, little things you don't think about, just even going to walk the dog and touching the thing that you put the, um, you know, the bags in, just going to the mailbox, you know, it's just front and center. Um, They did a great thing here in our neighborhood um, yesterday and they did something last week where people just rode up lifting things in chalk on the driveway or put little stickers on their window and when you're walking around the neighborhood, just things to let you know. You know, everyone's still here. We're still looking for hope. We're still positive. Um, we're all going to be okay. But front and center at home, definitely, this is top of mind, and um, we're not letting people, at this point. Like we've kind of stopped letting yeah. people in the house. Same. Just you know, it may be an over um, just being over cautious, but we're not going to take any chances. You know, the, the
0: germaphobes might not have been onto something. Right, <laughs> You uh, yeah. know, the Howie Mandels and stuff, you know, like, oh, I'm not definitely. touching, I'm not shaking yeah. your hand, you know, kind of stuff. Well,
1: It's been nice to see families out in the neighborhood, though, riding yeah. their bikes, yeah. taking walks, doing stuff that uh, you wouldn't have seen even just, maybe because they're, they're home from school right now, which I feel bad for the parents. Uh, right. It's definitely
0: yeah. a, a big adjustment for a lot of people. Um, uh, my, my favorite, <laughs> well, one of my favorite memes was, you know, it's, um, you know, it said something to those homeschool parents or whatever. Now you realize I might not have been a teacher. You know, kind of? <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm, I'm one of those parents. No, <laughs> <just kidding. laughs> so, um, you know, there was also a great idea uh, that I saw. I think it came from up north, um, and, and I think it's made its way down here. Uh, it's called the Bear Hunt. Have you seen this one? Yeah. Uh, it's where if anyone wants to participate, they put a, a stuffed animal in their window. Yeah. And people like, Put, you know, right down yeah, the bear awesome. and whatever. It's, you know, it's just kind of cool to engage the community. Yep. There's been
2: and, uh, Mo Willems, the famous children's author, yeah. is doing a live um, Arts and Crafts for Kids at it's oh, which is awesome. There's been huge participation in that. You know, everyone's stepping up and engaging
0: the community. It's, it's, it's I look at it from a perspective clear. of this. You know, you see this and you're like, wow, this is terrible, we're going to, you know, we can't do this, we can't do that. And, you know, there's three, you know, two things, two ways to look at things. You know, you can look at the positive or negative. And, you know, when you look at this, people are forced to embrace technology. Did you ever think that your parents would be saying, hey, I'm doing a Zoom meeting? Like, I'm going on a a virtual happy hour? Like, like, that's crazy when you think about it. It's like, we do this every day and we're embracing it, but now you got, like, all different uh, ages. The kids, too. Kids are having Zoom play dates. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, it's freaking... It, it, it's really kind of awesome how they... Uh, it'll
1: be good for those who yeah. took advantage of using the technology before because okay. now they're very you
0: know, aware of how it works. It's good. It's good for Zoom. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've heard it was more uh, more Zoom uh in the last uh three days that yeah. i have uh, now so let's talk about the real estate market Alex. um you know the real estate market was booming uh market was uh you know from northeastern from even from foreign money and, and such and you know the the perception is is yeah. that the real estate market has just halted you know through the the 19. you know what, what's your experience and, and what have you seen in the real estate market?
1: Um, I mean, I have seen it slow down. Uh, people, like I said, people are cautious of showings, um, even myself. Uh, you know, you're worried if you can go, but now if I do go to a showing, I bring a thing of, of wipes. I wipe down the handles before, the, the light switches, anything that somebody would have touched, I you know, take extra cautious for not just myself, but for the sellers and for the buyers. Um, but as far as like the, the market goes, it is slowing down a little bit, but I think that that's a good thing because people need to be cautious of what's going on right now, and I think it will pick up pretty quickly once we get through this. Um, I find that people have short-term memories, and but they'll they'll remember this in the right way.
0: Yeah, no, I agree, and, and you know, and you know, despite what people think, is that you know, closings are still happening. Yeah, a, the, the lenders aren't, you know, um, you know at this point, affected by it, um, there's still f- funding and, and all these different things. Sure. And, you know, but there are, I mean, listen, right. there are sellers that just say, you know what, I don't want you in my house. Like, totally. You know, I mean, and you you know, anybody doing, you know, anybody doing public real estate open houses, um, I think it's just irresponsible. They,
1: they, they stopped that this week, actually. Yeah. Um, I, saw that. I saw that. And they also have, they have addendums now. I, yeah. You know, there's a, a COVID-19 addendum to where if somebody is, uncertain, you can extend an inspection period or a loan approval period or a closing. I've found that people have been wanting to move their closings up, actually. I had three that were pushed up to this Friday because they didn't know what would happen later on. And if people want to delay them, you also have to respect what your client wants and also what the other side of the party wants because ultimately, you have to make everybody happy and comfortable in these times. Sure.
0: You know, and, um, you know, we we talked uh, just briefly off air, you know. Um, that, you know, about your marketing and, and such. And I think you have to be very careful with marketing. It's awesome. this That's why yeah. we do this live. Uh, we want you to feel what we feel.
1: The, the marketing will be interesting to see uh, how it changes. Uh, we were saying, you know, how many less postcards you might get or how many more and just how the, the moves will change in that marketing material. And now's the best time to really be or, organic with it and not just Push, you know, just listed and just sold to really take advantage of like your uh, your relationships in those marketing pieces.
0: That's totally. Also, to be smart about what you're spending. Yeah, yeah, you know? and, and you know, it's the perception totally. too. I mean, you know, you know, why is Amazon so successful? Amazon's so successful? And I think we talked uh, last week about this. You know, Amazon's successful is because they actually listen to their customers. They give them the, you know, what they want, when they want it, how they want it, with who they want it with. And, you know, all of that, you know, we can take from the real estate, from the, the mortgage yeah. and, give, and increase this customer experience and work on our business more during maybe a little bit of a slow time where we're not going to be showing property. We're still working. We're still doing things. Yeah. We're still, I mean, I saw virtual, you know, we had um, we had a uh, virtual listing appointment the other day. You know, so there are certain things that, you know, are pretty, pretty cool. So, uh, Craig, let's talk about the interest rates, you know. You know, why are the interest rates like you know as volatile as the stock market? <laughs> yeah. Um
2: it's been a really strange couple of weeks, man. I've never seen anything like this, but I don't think it's unprecedented. I don't right. think it's happened before. Can you stop saying
0: that? It's, yeah. You know, unprecedented. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, you can, you it's know you know bad. how many times people say unprecedented? You know, you listen to the news, and about eighteen times in the in the first ten minutes, yeah. this is unprecedented. I'm just no kidding. one
1: saw it coming. I, I, will, I no, no, tell you, no, no, I, agree. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, it's, it's nice to make light of the situation. No, no, no. Okay.
2: I'm trying. I'm trying to think for myself. Like I'm definitely trying to watch less news, and I'm trying yeah. to just Same. consume information yeah. and make my own decisions on things because it'll drive me nuts. What I'm seeing firsthand. Remember, I'm on the front lines. Sure. You know, I talk to a ton of people buying houses. I talk to a ton of title companies, realtors. Um, you know, as a whole right now, rates are very good. Over the last few days, uh, since the Fed stepped up and is buying mortgage-backed securities, that's what shores up the mortgage market. When lenders are making loans and they know that there's an investor for them, they can make loans and get aggressive with price. Right. So the more appetite there is for mortgages in the secondary market, the more impact that's gonna have on keeping rates low. So yesterday we saw rates come back to almost where the bottom was a couple of weeks ago. 30 year rates around three and a half, 15 year rates in the high twos. Um, I will say that that is predominantly on conventional mortgages. So Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are really getting ahead of this thing, which is really encouraging. Um, Most of the moves that have happened, you know, are are very encouraging for housing. Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac um, are, really aggressive with their pricing. They've come out with some forward thinking things uh, with COVID-19 where uh, most appraisers don't even have to come into houses anymore. There's a ton of more waivers for appraisals entirely. They're um, not making it so crazy to chase down pay stubs right before closing or uh, verification of employment. There's ways that you could do it with simple emails from people from their work domain and other things that just can bottleneck a closing, or give a lender a reason not to close a loan, or a title company. Sure. You know, so this is all about just keeping things flowing.
1: Right?
0: That's also why you really have to, um, you know, now more than ever, you have to choose um, not only your real estate agent wisely, yeah, but you also have to choose your mortgage professional wisely because you know too many people don't know how to navigate. Sometimes sure, right? you want as many options as possible.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's crazy times that way. I would say that um, a really strange phenomenon that's happening is lenders don't know how to price their own loans. So from day to day, a lender could be totally out of the market because the decisions that the owners of that company or the you know board of directors on the bank have decided, like if they just want to turn lending off, they just yeah. step on pricing. And then when they want to turn lending on, all of a sudden the loan gets sharp. The thing to remember is we're all borrowing money from the same place. So right. rates shouldn't vary that much. It's just a matter of how each lender, each of their risk threshold, Like, if we want to take in loans, like yesterday, our rates get super sharp. And the other thing to keep in mind on that is, when there's a good rate, you jump on it. This is not the time to get cute and try to time it. You know, you're never going to time the bottom of it.
0: Yeah, Yeah, but uh, Craig Stelzer actually has a crystal ball in his (laughs) office. So, um, he's always, always, just call Craig. He'll let you know when the timing's right just went. <laughs> yeah so it's it, same it, with it, Alex it, Alex knows when the uh, the yeah. top of the market is and what the bottom market is right
1: that's exactly of course right. and right <laughs> now it'll be interesting because there'll be a lot of uh, with the market people that there's a lot of uncertainty so people are might want to sell people might want to take advantage of that and buy so whatever it is now not the time to really you know hound clients to to buy something or to sell it or price reductions in my opinion you just uh, embrace them and support whatever they they want to do because you know, you're
0: here for them and, and, and the people 100% I mean agreed 100% the people that like yourself that does that that did that before yeah. this oh, yeah. even right. happened right Always are going to be the ones that are going to be staying in this business totally you know um, and you know right or wrong I mean you know I think we talked about it the peak of the floor you know Realtors yeah. we've seen the peak of number of realtors yes. you know um, we, we've uh, quoted this stat many times. 45% of the National Association of Realtors' membership, which is 1400000 million, uh, doesn't do a single transaction in a year. Yeah. 66% are, you know, three or less. So when you're looking at that, 34% do more than three. Can you survive on four transactions? I mean, unless they're $10 million transactions or, you know, $2 million transactions, can't do it. No, yeah. you, it it'll be interesting to see how the... Uh, how it plays out,
1: but I think it's good to always work with an experienced agent because they have the experience, they have the, you know, they know the good lenders, just good that you are in a good position with your clients to uh, help them out in anything that comes up.
0: And you know who's going to benefit out of all of this, I think, consumers, you know, because, you know, because they're going to be, first of all, they're going to weed out hopefully the bad stuff, you know, bad realtors, bad lenders, bad mortgage people um, that have been coming in because seeing an opportunity. Over the last few years, um, but what also they're, they're going to do, they're going to gain is the experience. The customer experience totally. is going to be huge going forward because there's there's choices out there. There's tons of choices, um, and you know it, it's about the customer experience and how they want it, when they want it, who they want it with, and um, you know we all need to do better with that. But I think this is putting all of us in perspective. Yeah, and that's why you know if you were to ever call
1: Craig, he he physically picks up the phone. If you ever call me, it's first ring. So it's it'll be nice to see how the, uh, you know, how you treat your customers before, and how people will be treating them now. You got to always um, you know, be close with them, and, and never take it for granted, really, because uh, relationships are everything.
0: And building relationships not only with buyers and sellers and customers, but building relationships with the real estate community, building relationships oh, yeah. with Alex, building relationships with Craig. You know, being a resource. But also, you know, when Alex has a listing, I know that I can go to him and say, hey, you know, um, you know what can we do here? How can we navigate this? This is what my yeah. buyers want. I know this is what your sellers want. Can we, can we work together?
1: Always important to work yeah, together.
0: 100%. Yeah. Some, some newer uh,
1: agents always want to, you know, t- try to take advantage of a situation when the more, you know, experienced ones of us, you know, we want to work together and, and pull the deal together.
0: Uh, what's best for our
1: clients, but for everybody as well.
0: Sure. And the be- and what pe- people forget, and, and especially newer agents in the business or agents that have been in the business, you know, for less than a period of time, what they don't understand is that listen, buyers want to buy and sellers want to sell. Totally. You know, despite what people want, buyers don't want the absolute best deal. They want a smooth experience. They want a good deal, right? They don't. They, it's, a lot of times. You know, if you ask them, well, if I get, you know, if uh, the deal was going to be smooth and you were going to leave $1,000 on the table, what would you want? Would you rather have the $1,000 and have a really rough, contentious transaction, or would you give the $1,000 up and have the smooth transaction and everyone uh, is, you know, walks away good? Yeah,
1: same goes with not just money, but for a lender. If you sure. see a pre-approval yeah. for the same price... And if you got Craig's name on the other end, you know I would strongly advise my client even if it was a thousand dollars less. Like, hey, consider taking this because uh, he knows the ins and outs. He'll get it. You know, we'll work through obstacles together in case uh, an appraisal comes in low or whatever may come about.
0: Yeah, I mean our number one job is to protect our buyer's money, right? Yes. And um, and as a seller, is to protect you know our our seller as well as getting enough, you know, a deposit to basically collateralize a secure transaction. And, you know, it's very important when we see banks like, you know, and not to throw them under the bus, but, you know, they're only as good as some of their people, and there are many of those people with banks that are very good. There are a few, there's a few exceptions, but, you know, when it's Wells Fargo or Bank of America or Chase, and some of these uh, banks and you get these pre-approvals, I mean, I know what I do when I, when I get that pre-approval, I'm like,
1: can you, please well, use you try to call them credit. and they don't
2: pick up. Yeah, it's like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> come on. In any market, that's the case. In this market, especially, oh, you know, yeah. There's there's been some competent bank people over the years. You know, deals get done. Obviously, they close a lot of loans. Um, a lot of them are have, are problematic. In today's market, it's a it's a total crapshoot going yeah. with the bank because yeah, you that that bank employee uh, is captive. They're gonna They're going to get word from the top that one day their rates are here. One day, even though the guidelines say that we'll do X, Y, and Z, today we're just doing C and we added T. You know, there's constant changing. And because of the numbers that those banks do, that's going to be like a knee jerk reaction when it
0: comes. It's going to be
1: like swift. Or if there's a layoff, some department in a bank, I mean, slow down.
0: you are a number. That's all you are. you are just a number. You're like, you know, you're going to the. The bakery section or the jelly section in the public, and you're pulling the little thing, and you're saying, "All right, I'm number 148." You know? They
2: don't care if your transaction is a purchase or a because there's no per- there's no realtor dynamic, there's no accountability, there's no relationship. They don't know the client. The client fills something out online. Someone in the call center called them back, said, "Here's your rate. Let's move forward." There's no there's, there's nothing in that transaction to make them push your yeah. file. Right. And a that's different. the thing you got to really understand whether. If your client is, it doesn't actually matter um, when your client says, "I've gotten ten loans from this bank," or "I have X amount of money with that bank." That, that stuff is out the window, right? Now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think the difference between you know being transactional and relationship um, based, you know, are, are just two two ends of the world. You yeah. Know? And and there are some people that do two thousand transactions a year, you know, uh, in real estate, you know. And, and their, you know, their customers are just turn and burn, turn and burn, turn and burn. You know, um, you know, I gotta sleep at night. You know, I, I gotta make sure that my clients and, and customers, you know, um, you know, they understand that I'm there for them uh, as a Always. resource, not from just real estate. Like, listen, you know, um, you know, what what teachers, you know, what schools um, have you had good experience with? You know, what what restaurants? You know, uh, do you uh, who man. delivers your pizza? Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. you got to be a resource. You got to yeah. know
1: your market. And experience agents have the resources, whether it be a good mortgage broker, a good title company, yeah. um, escrow agent, uh, handyman. I mean, it's important to work with a, a seasoned veteran in times like this.
0: Agreed. Oh, so uh, you know, we're, we're talking a lot about COVID um, nineteen yeah. and you know, the uneasiness of the the you know, the market and, and such. So, you know, none of us know how long this is going to last uh, sure. and such. But what do you expect when we do get past that breaking point? You know, they talk about a wave, is what they were, you know, you listen to the news and they're talking about a wave and uh, uh, Governor Cuomo talking about this wave, you know. Now when you go over it, you know, you start coming down. When we start getting out of this, what do we expect in the mortgage industry? I,
2: I expect huge demand. I mean, we were in an epic bull run for 11 years and then the world came to a screeching halt and people are still, I mean, there's more cash out there on the sidelines than ever before. Yeah. You know, when there's uncertainty in in markets, people take a lot of cash off the table and I think that it's going to roar back, especially here, especially in South Florida. Why is
0: this different than 2008?
2: Because in 2008, it was flawed in every level in the economy, like the housing market was a house of cards and... People were in really bad loans at the time that they couldn't afford, and when it popped um, and people were, there was a a wave of foreclosures. This time, you know, most of the people in loans, I think the average rate on 30-year fix that people have right now is around 4%. You know, people got good loans. There wasn't a lot of bad loans made in the last 10 years other than some of the all-day stuff, which we talked about with Bank Savings Loans. Most of the full documentation loans, which is 90-plus percent of the mortgage population, were people who had to qualify for that loan. Okay, so you're going to see some people have struggles which is uh with job loss however that's why um the fed and the government came out really aggressively to do payment relief because they don't want the foreclosures right and so that's why also they're shoring up the rate market right now they don't want people to not be able to afford their houses and so they're ahead of it this time as much as they can be versus They were just trying to figure it out as things were imploding in 2008. We're not learning from our mistakes,
0: are we? Come on, that's crazy. There's a lot of things things being done
2: right now that are wildly different than they were before. Mm -hmm. You can't predict the future, but I I definitely think the moves that they're doing right now are super aggressive. They're geared clearly towards shoring up housing and companies. That stuff didn't happen before. So I do think... um, that we're going to see a, a, a major resurgence when this is all on the other side. People want to buy things. People want to spend money. Yeah. People want to support business. There's been a big wave of that. Like, I'm not a big social media person, but when I go on there, I'm encouraged to see people sharing, hey, you know, buy stuff domestic, you know, yeah. buy from your local business. What are food from your local business like take out? That kind of stuff is going to really help our community.
0: Yeah. I mean, we're looking at manufacturing American goods, you know, not, not allowing, um, you know, uh, the global economy to, or the global manufacturing to dictate critical supplies. Right. You know, and the reason why we can't get them is because they need them for themselves. Right. You know, um, you know, when we talk about certain things, you know, those things are probably going to change as well. Yeah,
1: which will be good. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What's the difference between the real estate market? How do you expect the real estate market to
1: be um I don't think it's gonna be like a, a kink hose where once this is done all of it just comes out at once. I think people will be cautious. I think a lot of it will have to do with uh, how many you know layoffs there were but i think that people will come back strong from this Um, i believe in the people and in the businesses and uh, i think people will just be more cautious and and maybe not buy something more than they can afford which is always a good idea so i think people will be uh, not overextending themselves but they'll be buying because you you need a roof over your head and it's it's residential i think commercial real estate will get hit more than uh the residential market but uh, yeah. People I agree. still need a place to live. You need a
2: place I, I would to live. say that this is a really good lesson in that tomorrow's not promised. Like yeah. Anything could be taken away from you. Anyone that's had unfortunate, you know, like health issues in their family or deaf in family, like we know this lesson. Yeah. But financially, if you didn't go through two thousand eight or if you did, like people you know, it's, it's yeah, anything could be taken away. Um, this is also why every single deal is so important for your clients and, and for us as as industry professionals, like Nothing's promised. We have to um, be extra cautious with our finances now, right? Everyone does. Even if you can afford it, you have to think twice before you indulge on yeah. on, on things. Just to be smart doesn't mean yep. you know. Doesn't mean at some point that won't change, but um, we definitely have to appreciate what we have and, and know that nothing is you know, nothing is tomorrow. Yeah, it's crazy what just happened in the last couple of weeks. Um, I think it will bounce back. To Alex's point, um, maybe not. Uh, Firehose right away, but I do think we're going to get back a couple months past the end of this pretty quickly. And I yeah. think companies, um, companies especially that've had zero revenue to go from zero revenue to even 30 or 40 percent uh, revenue from the top is requires staff. Right? It requires production, sure. and so yeah. I think that stuff's going to come back pretty quickly.
0: Now we are seeing, you know, obviously massive layoffs. And- you know, people just, um, people you know, in the wrong, again. you know, people the wrong industry. But, you hard. know, it's affecting all industries across the board. It's sad. You know, um, when you're looking at restaurants and in, in, in the hotel industry and in the travel industry and all these different things. I was speaking to a friend of mine actually who lives in this community. I won't tell him name, but <laughs> 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 um, He was talking, he had to, you know, they had to lay off like 600 people. Yeah. Um, you know, um, their call center, you know, yeah. selling. I mean, you know, you can't really sell products right now. You know door to door and on the phone um, it's not really uh, necessarily appropriate at this time uh, and people don't perceive that obviously uh, you know or isn't well uh, received yeah. uh, you know so we do have to be cognizant of it I, you know I wonder what the fourth quarter is going to be because I think that's going to dictate as to how we get out of this or you know um, w- what the, you know prognosis is right. for 2021 because when we look at this year this year is going to co- when we look back at this year we're going to say, okay, we you know, we should have done this, we should have done this, but we did this, this, and this very right. You know, we did these things were positive changes and such. And um, it's gonna be interesting to see consumer perception, um, when we get out of this. But to your point, Alex, you know, when you're looking at, you know, nothing is, you know, all of a sudden, you know, I, I think you should turn the hose on, right? King toes. Yeah, king to- like Nothing just goes like that, right? (laughs) You know, it's like a gradual thing. Like a couple people put their toes in the water, and 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 then everyone jumps in. (laughs) It's like the herd
2: mentality too. People want to see what everyone else is doing. Totally, yeah. You know, there will be people that make a lot of really ballsy moves and (laughs) like
0: really make a lot of money. they pay off.
2: Yeah, but um, I think that there will be some great opportunity. And and as long as that, I think too, on the rate subject. the perception of a low-rate environment is really good for the market too. We don't need any more negatives against what we're already dealing with, right? Like, sure. imagine it's already hard enough for for people to get comfortable buying and selling houses. If if the news stories are all about rates being up here, that's just going to sour it to begin with. You may not know, even get the opportunity. So, a low-rate environment is right is is so important for so many financial reasons and also for the consumer confidence reason.
0: Yeah, I mean technology, you know. We've been forced to embrace technology, as we were speaking about, you know, and, and, and the, the word Zoom, you know, Zoom meetings, Zoom, you know, everyone doing Zoom virtual happy hours, and open Zoom, Zoom open, you know, uh, Facebook Live open houses or Zoom open houses, you know, um, you know, all these different things. I mean, for Zoom, uh, you know, you know, you look at it and you're like, every industry has been crushed <laughs> except the grocery marts, the gas stations, and you know, maybe even the gas station but you know, and uh, and Zoom. You know, yeah, so it's great though uh, for collaborating with staff. It and is because it forces interaction people and... to really just embrace technology. And when we come out of this, we're going to be so much better for it yeah. because our technology is yeah. already going to be in place. Yeah. My
1: my company has a, a multiple times a week a meeting with all of the agents or all of the the team leaders or and the staff. So it's a good way to stay in touch. They give you ideas on update your CRM if you're slow, and you know work on your marketing pieces and just look back at your business and see how you can better it but they give you good ideas virtually um, without having to go into the office so it's
0: yeah no it's a it, the mindset itself you know certainly has changed but it's actually kind of facilitated that mindset right you know because people that you know agents are showed sure agents are primarily slow to change right they're slow to adapt to change until they have to right well this made them have to you know because yep. if they didn't You know there's there's no way to connect with the consumers the way they need to yeah so uh any any other last thoughts what do you think
2: stay positive yeah Yeah? stay positive stay safe um this is a good time to really spend meaningful time with your family i saw a post yesterday about uh like what would you do everyone's always complaining they don't have enough time what would you do with that time if you had it well guess what we've all got it now yeah so it's you know, there's a real opportunity to spend quality time with family. There's also a really good time to do some business planning, personal financial planning. Touch people. You know, call people you haven't spoken to in a while. Exactly. And just reconnect with them. Not even from a business standpoint, but family and friends. You never know where people yeah, are at. T- reach out to the people you care
1: about. Yeah,
0: yeah, and, and and even those people that you haven't spoken to in a while, reach out and just see how they're doing. Yeah. You know, because a lot of people we share. You know, the crazy thing is, you know, there's 190 some odd countries, right? We share the same thing. We, you know, we share, you know, we share the, the the common bond of, you know, uneasiness. You know, we have some anxiety. You know, how is this going to play out? The, you know, the case of uncertainty. But, you know, embrace that uncertainty and, 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 and use it for a positive. Because yeah. uh, that's what we do. We're survivors, you know, through and through.
1: And be understanding of the people
0: who are going to go through a, a
1: rough time. Okay. Because... A lot of people will, but you know, ultimately you gotta respect what their needs are and their wants and what's about to you know, the come out of this and hopefully everybody comes out strong. Yeah,
0: agreed. You know, and if you could help the healthcare workers and if you could yeah. help the restaurant thank people you. and the bartenders and thank them thank and, 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 and reach out to clients that are in the healthcare industry. Um, and reach out to clients that are, you know, in the restaurant and hospitality industry and just see how they're doing. Maybe there's something that we can do. Maybe we could you know, donate uh, a, a couple masks if we have, or or a, a toilet paper or something. Yeah. Do something to help them because you know, as as maybe as hurting as you think you are, you're nowhere near as, as hurting as what they yeah. are. You know, they're going they're coming to help you know every day and not knowing whether they're going to get this virus or not. And
1: if you know a doctor or nurse, reach out. And thank yeah. them.
0: Yeah, agreed. Thank them. This is our opportunity to come together as a community, Appreciate and it. Uh, yeah. we love it. Yeah. Right? Listen. Uh, no better real estate professional than Alex Platt with Compass. Thank you. Um, and no better mortgage professional than Craig Stelzer with Cross Country. Uh, I really appreciate you guys doing this. Yeah, I know you, uh, you, you know me. we have our social distancing. You know I'd hug you and you know <laughs> uh, you know my whole my whole freaking stick. You know I come up with this stick at breakfast of the broker to do a handshake. I can't even do a handshake. <laughs> so <laughs> so anyway, thank you very yeah. much for tuning in, watching. Uh, we very much appreciate. It. Remember, we're in this together. I'll Give you the virtual hug. And uh, uh, breakfast with the broker next Tuesday. Uh, We'll we'll see uh, what goes on this next week because it'll be pretty interesting. But uh, uh, be safe out there, and we'll talk soon, guys. Thanks, Alex. Thanks, guys.
1: Thank you. Have a great day.